So you're stuffing a raw chicken full of lemon and tarragon, and you're sweating because A, you can fit a lot of lemon and tarragon inside a chicken. And B, your date is arriving soon and you still haven't opened wine or put on music or set the mood. But you do have an Amazon Echo, so you say, Alexa, turn on date night. Okay. And just like that, romantic music begins to play, the lights are dimmed, and all you have to do is pour the wine right after you wash your hands. Thoroughly. Alexa, you're amazing. My pleasure. This is uh, Juju Caster playing Sweet Child of Mine. Good morning, everybody. Oh, man. I am not awake, but I am awake. Very much awake. Good morning. I didn't mean to, like, cut you off, dude. I'm sorry. You were doing such a great job pretending to be Axl Rose. Anyway, good morning, everybody. So good to see you. This is Joshua T. Berglund's Morning Gratitude. And uh, we are being heard right now on iHeartRadio, on Spotify, on Spreaker, on Stitcher, on Google Play, on iTunes, of course, Facebook and YouTube. Good morning, everybody. Oh, man, what a Monday. What a Monday. No guests today. Um, I had a guest, but she's moving and, you know, she was going to be frantic. And frankly, I really do enjoy doing the show by myself sometimes because I don't prepare and I just like to know what the heck's going to come out of my head. Um, good morning, Bonnie, Shamika. Uh, God bless you guys. So I I want to start. I want to read you. I, I shared a devotional yesterday that was really powerful and like it, it had an effect on a lot of people. So I'm going to read you guys something that was in my devotional this morning because it's amazing. So radio audience, um, obviously you can't see this in my comments, but... I'm going to read it. Uh, The Facebook audience can see it, but I'm going to read it for you. It's called Meeting Needs. 
Having and following a vision isn't just for big dreamers and world changers. Bonnie, I'm talking to you on this one, okay? You, I, 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 this was on my heart when I, I thought of you immediately when I read this. And really for everyone out there who thinks their vision isn't big enough and they think it's not good enough and all of that. So this is for you. Having and following a vision isn't just for big dreamers and world changers. As Christians, and if you're not a Christian, bear with me, but this is, I'm a follower, so this is my devotional. As Christians, we all have been called by God to purpose his plan and purpose for our lives. Having a vision will guide both your destination and your direction in fulfilling God's purposes. Visions can be big or small. They can be global or they can be local. But a vision doesn't need to be complicated. At the very heart of having a life vision is seeing a need and meeting that need. God has placed us in our jobs, our neighborhoods, and our families for a purpose, to meet the needs around us. Truly visionary people are those who have the ability to recognize the needs around them, as well as the determination and willingness to meet those needs. How often do we see a need yet do nothing about it? We, have, we, we may feel pity or concern, yet we stand back and do nothing. We are unwilling to risk our comfort, our reputation, and our security. But he are, but we cannot be that visionary person for God unless we are willing to risk everything for him. God wants you to make a difference in the lives of other people. He must, he, he has given you your blessings, gifts, talents, resources, and connections for a reason. I want to say that again. God wants you to make a difference in the lives of other people. He has given you your blessings, gifts, talents, resources, and connections for a reason. I'll read the prayer. This is good. Father, help me to be able to recognize the needs that are around me and have the willingness and courage to meet those needs. I pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. So, good morning, Jody. Good to see you. Jennifer, good to see you. So, I don't know what that means for you, but for me, it's like I have a big vision. I have a big vision. Part of what I, my vision, vision so big that it scares the crap out of me. My vision is something that is, sacrifices a lot of really just my energy and, 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 and <laughs> it scares me because it's, there's so, so much uncertainty, but not everybody has to have that. You know, I believe in my heart that I went through all of the things I experienced being molested, being abused, being abandoned, you know, battling mental health issues, then all of a sudden becoming that a bad person that hurt other people going to jail, getting sick, almost dying. Like I believe that those things happened for a reason. Obviously, I could have made life easier, but I didn't. I also think it's no coincidence that I was given this body and stature and voice and presence for a reason. 
because I was meant to take on a lot. I was being toughened up to do something for this world. But not everybody has that same purpose, you know, not everybody has that calling and that's okay because God's purpose for your life is your purpose. God's purpose for your life is yours. It doesn't need to be some big, crazy vision. It doesn't need to be, it could be something local. It could be in your own home. It could just be the, the foundation and the rock for your own home and that you're able to stop and break a cycle that has been going on in your own family. It doesn't need to be a worldview to be special, to be beautiful. It doesn't. I, um, yesterday I posted two things. I talked about that. I shared a devotional that I read. It's the same devotional that it's not the same exact one, but it's in the same series that I just read to you. And what has been coming on my heart for the last year really aggressively is that I wanted to be a good father. I wanted to be a good father. And um, my daughter at that time wanted nothing to do with me. And rightfully so, she's been hurt. You guys don't know a lot about my daughter, but I want to share with you, you know, why I, I want to share with you guys why I posted the GoFundMe account for her to go to this training that I've been doing that someone scholarship me in and someone paid for me to go and, and what it's done for me. But I, I didn't know about my daughter until she was three and a half years old. And when I moved back to Oklahoma, um, I was living in Florida when I found out. I got this call like, hey, um, you need to go take a paternity test. I'm like, yeah, screw you. <laughs> screw you. <laughs> She's not my kid. And um, I went to take a paternity test and real cocky. <laughs> and um, <laughs> and. And sure enough, 99.9%, um, she was my daughter. I'm like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? I'm like, I had no desire to be a father. None. There was nothing in me that wanted to be a father. I didn't know how. I didn't, you know, I didn't have the best example for myself, but it was not a desire that I wanted. And, um, but I went home. And um, I went home to Oklahoma and, you know, got involved in the family business and I tried to be a father and I was looking at this three and a half year old going, I don't, who, who are you? And she had a lot of trauma and, you know, and like her mom, I just wasn't a big fan of her mom. And her mom was trying to, you know, like kind of give me the stipulation that, Hey, if we're going to be together, um, if we're going to be, you know, she wanted, she wanted us to be together. If I was going to see my daughter and I'm like, I I swear to you, I, I like, I want nothing to do with you. I, I want to see my daughter, but it was like the stipulation. Right. And I didn't want to go to court. I didn't want to go through that process. So instead of like stepping up and saying, Hey, I'm going to try to take custody or get rights. I just said, screw it and walked away. Cause I didn't want anything to do with the mom. And then I end up getting, and then I end up meeting a woman who I thought 
would make me a better father. Like she wasn't a good match for me, but I kept telling myself, oh, I'll, this she'll be with her will make me be a better father. So I got married. I got married because I thought, hey, I've got a kid now. Now I can be, I, now I can be stable and, <laughs> and, and then that'll make me a better father. So I could put up this whole, like, I'm a family united front. So, so we did that. And because her mom was using drugs, we used that as an opportunity to basically kidnap my daughter and then force custody. And we had custody of Lonnie, my daughter. And around that time, I, I, I was still broken. I was still like screwed up. I was sneaking off and doing drugs. And, you know, I was no better than her mom, honestly, except for the fact that I had a stable job. And so we went, um, we got custody. And then I found out that I was having twins. And things were good. And then I, in my addiction, I ended up going to try to get an escort one afternoon at a, at a hotel room. And I proceeded to get arrested because that wasn't an escort. That was a cop. And I think I've, I've shared that story because some it's been on my Facebook before. So it's not no secret that I was arrested seeking an escort. And, um, so the twins were coming that happened. And then I was given an ultimatum by my wife at the time's family that I needed to give up Lonnie and let her go back to her mom because her mom had just gotten out of rehab and Lonnie wanted to go back. You know, she missed her mom and I understand that. But her parents were kind of like, you need to do this. You need to do this. And this is what the, my, my wife at the time wanted to. She wanted to, you know, just have the twins. That's it. So I let Lonnie go back. I let Lonnie go back to her mom. And that was the worst decision I've ever made in my life because I have not had a relationship with my daughter since. Um, there was a couple different times that I wanted to get custody back, but then truthfully God intervened because I wasn't really fit to be a father. I wanted to be a father. I wanted to be there for Lonnie, but I was still screwed up, but I had turned my life around for a little period of time. And, and then, and I was, cause I got married again. <laughs> and when Lonnie wanted, when they wanted, when, 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 I wanted custody back of her because her mom was using again. Um, it was like, no, this is not the best thing. And like the family intervened and said, no. And when I didn't get custody of Lonnie again that time, I said, well, what the hell am I trying for? And I just went off the deep end even worse, right back into drugs. So then there's just been this yo-yo thing with Lonnie and I, where I, when I would get like, Hey, I want to see her. Hey, I want to be involved in her life. Then she would disappear. She, you know, or, or she would reject me. Years went by without me even talking to Lonnie. Moved to California, moved to LA. She won't have anything to do with me. She's blocked. She's blocked me out of her life. And 
when I started my journey after giving my life to Christ and I turned my life around after jail the sixth time, like fully really did change. There was a missing piece of me that I knew, like, how am I going to go out and change the world and do all of these things for humanity when I don't even have my own home foundations set? Someone else is raising my daughter, not her mom, because her mom was in and out of drugs still. And and so about a year and a half, a year, a year and a half ago, God started to really put on my heart that we need to start working on. We need we, you need to reconnect with Lonnie. But I was blocked. I didn't know how. So I started trying to like send messages that would get to her. About a year ago, we reconnected and started talking every day. Not every day. Started talking a lot more. And I wanted it, but I just didn't know how. Like, how do I be a father to someone that's almost 18 that I don't have any relationship with? How do I do this? What's the right way? Am I her friend? But it's been gradual. I started this leadership program about three months ago, as you guys know, and as the more I healed, the more broke free from things that were like just exercising these demons that were in me, I realized that, good morning guys, good morning Timothy, Lisa, Jane, good to see you, Robert, good to see you. But the more I realized that, the, the more I healed, the more my capacity to love grew, my more, more, I, not only my ability to have compassion and love for strangers and people I didn't know, but my desire to have love in my life and my desire to have a family grew and grew and grew. And the further I got into the process, the more I realized I wanted to be a father. Um, this last weekend, um, this last weekend, I had a massive breakthrough. <laughs> I was doing an exercise where, you know, people were going through a process of different things. And I'm like, God, what is mine? I've forgiven everybody. I've forgiven my father. I've forgiven my, you know, everyone. Who do I have to forgive? And, and, and then it was discovered that the person I needed to forgive the most was me. That I was the one that was getting in my own way. Like I was the one getting in my way. I was the one that was still mad at myself. I was the one still giving myself the, the limiting beliefs saying that I wasn't good enough. I got to kick that square in the teeth this weekend. And I got to forgive myself. I got to own my power. I got to realize, I got to realize that I don't need to be the loudest person in the room. I don't need to be the most charismatic and crazy to make my presence felt. I can just be and be in my heart all the time because that's really where my power is. My power is not in my head. My power is in my heart and my capacity to love in the people's lives that I want to change around the world. 
but there's no more important life help change than my daughter. And what came out of that exercise was just how much I want to be a father. And, um, and I get to be one. He started a GoFundMe yesterday because I didn't have the money. You know, I don't have the money to pay for her to go to this course and for her to go to San Diego. Um, but I knew that this work would be something that would help her heal because she's battling the same exact demons that I have been. She's 18 now. I remember when I was 18, where I was at, and I read a text that she sent to my grandmother, my mom, yesterday about the demons that haunt her, the nightmares that she deals with. So familiar. The same exact ones for me. And um, so my heart has just been broken wide open and in a good way. Because now my daughter's coming to San Diego. And she gets to go through the same process of healing that I was afforded the, the blessing to be able to do. And, and the, the most beautiful part about this process is that it's no excuse that I haven't been there for most of her life. But going through this process is going to allow us to connect in a way that most fathers and daughters never have the opportunity to. And I am so excited that my daughter is going to be able to leave Oklahoma for an extended amount of time, if not permanently, but for an extended amount of time, is going to be able to come to San Diego, a place where I quit feeling weird, a place where I found true relationships and friendships and, and discovered myself and discovered that it's okay to be me. And even before I went through this process, I felt at home in San Diego. And, and I know like the whole time, like I know, I know for a fact that she, <laughs> like she, she just will be comfortable here. And because we're the same person. And the other thing too, is that, she has a family of people waiting for her here and she doesn't even know it. She's a community of people that will love her. And then also just being able just to have opportunity that she would never have in Oklahoma. And this is such a blessing. It is such a blessing that my daughter's going to get to experience San Diego. And my daughter's going to get to experience healing and breakthroughs and empowerment. And we'll be able to find that way to take all of her pain, all of it, and turn it into her purpose. Because like me, like me, 
even through all of the, the hurt and the anger and the rage, I, it's like she has now, she has a heart for other people, but it just gets covered up by all that mess and that noise and that, and that, and, and the rage. She's going to get to turn it into a purpose for her life. And there's nothing more beautiful to me. So I'm really excited about this. <laughs> I, 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 there's obviously things I can't share about the process, but there's moments that I will get to experience with her that Like just visualizing it just makes me want to break down because it, 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 I know how beautiful it is because even sharing it with strangers is the most beautiful thing in the world and getting to experience it with someone you love is 50 times more powerful. So I get to be a father for the first time, really to my daughter. And for the first time I'm actually equipped to be that father I need to be, and I get to be. It's amazing. It's amazing to me. And there's so many uncertainties. Like, <laughs> I, we, we still gotta figure out where she's gonna live. Like, in, 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 our, in our place, you know, I've got a roommate, and like, gotta work that situation out, because I haven't even talked to him. I haven't even told him that my daughter's coming for at least a month, but she is. There's just so many things that are uncertain. But if you hear the way it happened, you know that God is involved. And so I'm going to share a story with you. Because why not? Because I, I want to show you how God works. I mean, as if you don't know already, but I'm going to show you. So I'm at the gym last yesterday morning. I get up, do my quiet time at 5 a.m., walk to the gym, go there. I'm talking to my mom and I'm just telling her about like the breakthrough that I had, you know, and forgiving myself and just being able to like, Hey, I'm, I'm all in now. I'm in my head. I mean, I mean, I'm in my heart. I'm ready for this. And I just told her how much I wanted to be a father to Lonnie and have her have the opportunities that I have had since I've been out in California and uh, to experience that, just a different life. It's just different than Oklahoma. It just is. And 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 then how I really believe that this course would help her, you know, break through and 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 and, and get, break free from the hurt that is hurt that is crippling her. And I'm sharing this with her, and I'm like, I'm going to find a way. I'm going to find a way to get the money for her to go to this course because I know what it'll do for her because I know what it did for me. And I've seen what it's done for other people that have been where Lonnie is right now. I want this for her. I know she can, I know this will help her. She's 18. She can stop it now. Like she didn't have to go through six jail visits. She doesn't have to go through disease and divorce and 
pregnancies and she didn't have to go through that and rape. She doesn't need to deal with that. She can stop it now. She can love herself now. She gets to do this. So we go to breakfast with my team after my workout's done and and I'm sitting there and I'm like, I'm going to create a GoFundMe page. So I put, that's what you guys saw on Facebook. It was the GoFundMe page. And uh, I, as I'm sitting there, I go, I'm going to send it to my mom because I want to show my mom how serious I am about this. I sent it to my mom and I asked my mom to send it to the entire family just because they know Lonnie's situation. They know what she's been through because they've been there when I wasn't. So I thought, okay, I'll send it to her. 30 seconds later, money shows up in my account. That's a blessing. That's God, but that's not the, that's not how, that's not how it really worked. Let me tell you how it worked. So I've been, I'm without income, without income. I keep, I've had multiple deals fall through that I'm expecting were the 30th of the month. I don't know how I'm paying rent. This is true. And, you know, my mom is a believer. She's a follower of Christ. She tithes and she has an offering. So she tithes to the church and has an offering that she usually gives to another church. It's my friend's church. And, um, but she's been holding on to it. And she, she's been watching my show and she knows how I share my faith and talk about it. And she knows what my mission is. She knows my vision. And she was holding off on it because she was like, do I give it to Josh? But she's like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And when she, she was not knowing what to do and she'd been praying about it. And then when she saw the email come across for the GoFundMe page, it, it was three, you know, for $3,000. And she immediately paid it. Guess what her offering was going to be to that church? Exactly. $3,000. That's how God works. When you think your prayers are not being answered, when you think that God is not listening to you, he may not be talking to you directly to answer your prayer. He may be communicating with someone else in your life. God doesn't have to communicate with you directly to answer your prayer. God's always working for you on your behalf. You just have to believe it. You just have to know it. That's why all of your pain, all of your hurts, all of your worries, all of that stuff, if you release it to God, you will get to see how God works. So now my daughter's coming to San Diego. I sure now it's my turn to have faith again because I get to see how God's going to work and make this happen on our behalf because we get to provide a home for her. We get to provide food and shelter and love and caring and while she goes through this process and hopefully she stays permanently. We get, we get to do that. We get to create that in the next two days. 
So that's how God works. It's 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 such a it's such a beautiful thing. So I wanted to share that with you because a lot of times people feel like the prayers aren't being answered, and a lot of people feel like sometimes there's no hope. Sometimes people feel like there's no way out. Some people feel like God doesn't care about me. He does. I know he does. So anyway, that's the show for today, guys. Um, I do want to tell you that um, I'm making myself available for anyone and everyone that needs prayer. Um, It's, you know, just message me you need prayer. I mean it. I swear. I swear to it. And a lot of you actually are taking me up on that offer. So um, do you want me to read this, Robert? Hold on. I'll read this. Robert says, you just do it one step at a time. My stepfather and I grew to love each other very slowly. He was closer to me than he was his own daughter's. He talked about it with regret as though there was nothing he could do about it. But he said, don't read it. Okay, I won't. Later. Okay, sorry. <laughs> uh, sorry. I, okay, if you guys don't want me to read something out loud, don't post it. Just message it to me. <laughs> but I'm going to read this part. Keep moving forward in faith. You are in good company. You're much loved. Thank you, Robert. Yeah. If you don't want me to read the comment, you got to say that ahead of time because I will read your comments. That's <laughs> so you're you can't. That's the point of the show, Robert. You guys are involved in the show and radio audience. Oh, now I can read it. OK, so radio audience, you can <laughs> you can come to Joshua T. Berglund's Morning Gratitude and you can join in the conversation. And so. <laughs> I'm reading it now, Robert. Golly, you just do it one step at a time. My stepfather and I grew to love each other very slowly. He was closer to me than he was his own daughters. He talked about it with regret as though there was nothing he could do about it. But he said that in front of me. And if there was had been one thing that I don't let go with those I care about, it's when they resign themselves to a specific outcome that they have no power to change for the better. Wow. I kept on asking him, why not? Why can't you start today, right now, to make things right? He did. And he wasn't taking too seriously at first. That he was, that was really no surprise, but he kept on. And then he found out he had a slow-onset Alzheimer's. Wow. It was a very long journey that ended one and a half years ago in September. Oh, man. So I think, Joshua, you are in the best position to move forward with this. There are so many people that can offer you support and advice when you need it, and mine too. Although I'm not now, nor do I plan on being a father. It is enough It is enough keeping myself on an even keel. I made that decision when I was 20. You aren't alone in not knowing where the rent is coming from, and at least on the first of the month. I will most likely be the 15th again when I get paid. 
I'm sure you can see why I needed to have a new, different relationship with money. Keep moving forward in faith. You were in good company. You are much loved. Thank you, dude. Hey, Celeste, good to see you. <laughs> it's what's on the teleprompter. Yeah, I'm not scripted, dude. Um, I will. I Charles, I will check out. I did see part of it um, in a break during my training last night. Oh, man. So, yeah. So the point is that wasn't supposed to be heavy this morning. That was supposed to be uplifting and talk about how God really does work in all of our lives. And you just got to release those worries to him. And that's a point. There comes a point. Um, there comes a point that sometimes your only option is to have faith and trust. So that's where we're at. And, and like, and it, and like, there, it never seems like a good time, right? There's like all these big decisions that we get to make and you, and it's like, well, I'm going to wait until I'm going to wait until I'm going to wait until I'm not going to read the text out loud, but it, it broke my heart to read the text of what she's going through my daughter. And I'm like, so if not now, when now is the time. And now is the time also that God is going to really show himself to be the miracle provider that he is. Because it's not fair for my daughter to have to struggle any more than she has. God's going to provide because she's not coming here to struggle more. She's not coming here to have her heart broken more. She's coming here to experience love for the really the first time in her life the way she gets to experience it. All right. That's the show. I'm done. <laughs> Freaking heavy today, man. But beautiful, right? Today was beautiful. Charles, Robert, Selena, Dr. Garcia, uh, Bonnie, Jody, Jane, Lisa. God bless you guys. Everyone listening, Celeste, good to see you. God bless. Um, you guys have an amazing day. I'm doing a show at 6 p.m. tonight. It's going to be awesome. Can't wait. Love you guys. Peace out. You've been trying for half an hour to get your little bundle of joy to be a bundle of sleep, but so far nothing's worked. You tried the binky, you tried the blanky, you even made Mr. Fluffy do the fluffy woofy dance. Alas, your tiny miracle has a very large pair of lungs, but you have an Amazon Echo, so you call for backup. Alexa, call mom. Calling mom. And just like that, grandma to the rescue. Hi, baby. Grandma's here. Alexa, thanks. Anytime. 